Episode 98 is here, everybody, with entertainment reporter Ali Stagnita, and she is continuing to make waves in the entertainment industry, reporting at Hollywood Life, and she shares insight into her journey, her story, what goes on behind the scenes, uh, a little bit about her dating life, uh, social media, I don't know, we, we cover a bunch of different topics in this episode, and we kind of just were all over the place, and it was a great conversation that I had with her, so really appreciate her time. Check her out, Ali Stignita, and you can find her on all social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, the Hollywood Life YouTube channel, which is pushing, um, what is it, 3 million followers, I believe, at this point, or 3 million subscribers. But before we get there... Please click subscribe, join the Optimal Life family, appreciate the support you guys, and we continue to grow, and we will continue to uh, bring you guys a ton of value and a ton of great conversations, uh, I promise you that. And as you know, we are getting close, real close now to episode 100, and the one and only Ida Haber, my mother, is going to be joining us. She's taken over the host, or should I say hostess position, and I'm going to be sitting there, and she's going to be asking the questions and leading the uh, conversation. So episode 100 is approaching. Please click subscribe. And once you have, sit back, relax, and welcome the one and only Ali Stagnita. The Optimal Life. No it took us what? It took us like, what, two months to get to this point? But, I know, know, I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> Well, you're a very busy person. I see you, you, you're running around. You're, so you're living in New York City, huh? Yes, live in New York City. Been running around all over the place the past uh, few months and continuing to around a little bit more, I will say, in the next coming months as well. <laughs> so you live in New York, but you're covering Hollywood's finest. Yes, yep, Hollywood life. How do you, how do you manage it from the other side of the country? Uh, you know, we have a really great team out in L.A. with some great reporters out there who uh, are constantly feeding us the news and, and letting us know what they're seeing out there. Um, but, you know, with Instagram and with uh, stars putting their their lives out there, it's not too hard to uh, to keep up. That's that's the crazy thing, right? Because 10, 15, 20 years ago for sure, you, no, you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that kind of work. Without the, before the social media really came into play, and nowadays, I mean, you could be in anywhere in the world and doing this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So exactly, exactly. But I'm definitely more of an East Coaster, so it's better that I'm here. <laughs> well, I saw that. I saw that you went to uh, George Washington. And I did. Are you from DC? No, I'm actually um, I'm from New Jersey originally. Went to school down in DC, and then moved to New York City right after. Nice. Nice. So, um, so you went off to school and uh, went into the broadcasting world, or you you were going you were going for broadcasting journalism. Uh -huh. And I was reading your bio. So you go and you get you, you interview with Hollywood Life, but you weren't you weren't planning on being an on-air personality at first, correct? No, not well, not here. So I I always had wanted to do um, on-air, you know, talent, on-air news reporting, um, and. That was something that I had decided when I was super young that I wanted to do, like, you know, fifth grade um, after seeing Ryan Seacrest and his career take off. And I was like, that's it. That's what I want to be. Um, but it definitely, everyone was, had always said to me that, you know, if you want to do this and you need to go into somewhere in the Midwest in a small town and do local news first. And I was like, I don't know if I could do that. So after college, I um, 
was just applying to anything that I could find that was remotely related to the entertainment news industry and came across a um, posting on LinkedIn for Hollywood Life as an editorial coordinator. And um, I, so the job description was being an assistant and kind of like an office assistant, um, but to our editor-in-chief, Bonnie Fuller, who uh, is just an icon in herself in the, this world, but yeah, what ended up happening was the on-air girl who worked here left and went to CNN like the week I started and they needed someone to jump on camera and they said, do you want to do it? And I was like, seriously? <laughs> really? That's not what's going to happen? Uh, but it was crazy. It's always funny when people ask me about how I got to where I am and, and I was like, I really, I worked my ass off and then um, I was in the right place. <laughs> It's just so, well, that's so true. But the thing is, if you don't work your ass off to get there, you don't end up in that right place. Also true. Right. So it's like all the hard work, it sometimes seems like you just get lucky or you just get put in the right situation at the right moment. But those right situations, the right moments don't come if you don't put that work in. And we, right, we forget exactly. that. We always forget that. But that's that's incredible because, uh, yeah, I saw some of that. I, hey, I saw you on uh, Impulsive. I was watching. I was watching a little bit of it before before we went on, and uh, well, first off, you you realize you're on the. This is the real number one podcast. First of all, right? You do know that. You do know that, right? Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I thought that that was interesting. That I, I heard your story. You always wanted to. I think you said even that you wanted to be a celebrity when you were growing up or theater, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you yeah. can't if you can't beat them, join them. It's like one of That's those. That's kind of how I felt. I was yeah. like, well, if I am not going to make it in this, then I'm going to be. I was like, I'm going to be friends with them. That was my. That was like my young, innocent thought process. It obviously became so much more than that because I truly loved it, and I've always had a deep passion for people and exploring people's stories and knowing why they do the things that they do and That's so amazing. it was actually a perfect uh perfect career <laughs> hey can i i'm sorry can i try to can you see if how it will sound if you pull it off of the speakerphone real quick oh yeah i'm just getting better? sorry i think it's a little bit better it was just getting staticky okay. um so yeah that's that's incredible so you go off there and yeah, you'd like, I want to be involved in it some way, you know, it's the same thing with people that want to become professional athletes or something in entertainment, they, 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 if they can't ultimately be the professional football player, well, hey, I'll go be an agent or right. I'll work my way and I'll become a scout or they just want to be able to be part of it. So it's, it's neat that you follow that passion all the way through. Obviously it's working out for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely changed from, from me wanting to do that when I was younger to me actually falling in love with what I what I was you know in, in, immaturely like oh well then I'm just gonna do this um, it definitely you know evolved into a career that That's I, I really wanted to pursue because I enjoyed it yeah so uh, so you audition and then again it's amazing too how it works out because if that girl doesn't leave for the CNN thing who knows mm-hmm. right right right. It's just weird how that works. So, so really you end up going on. You go on, and and is it just like natural for you right off the bat? How did, what happened? Yeah. So, um, it, it's funny because I had in college done one episode of this, um, this kind of GWTV talk show that we were doing called Fem, and it was all about um, pop culture news. And so I sat on a panel, and it was just one episode, and it kind of just 
it was the first time that I ever had a camera on me and just had to talk and it came really naturally and I was felt like I was good at it and I was like oh this is weird like I've never actually done something like this before even though it's what I always wanted to do like I never would put myself in front of a camera Mm -hmm. so it was that was definitely a really cool experience getting to actually know oh okay like this is actually I I am right in saying that I wanted to do this even though I'm three years into college and have been studying this the whole time um but I'm sure my parents are happy about that (laughs) um and so then though when it came down to work um yeah, they were like, do you, I was commuting at this point from Princeton into the city every day and my hours were like 8.30 to 7 p.m. I mean, I was just hustling and exhausted and they were like, can you stay after work some days and practice, you know, for when we will need you to go on? And I was like, yep, sure. You know, I would not turn that down. Um, And so to me going up there, it felt natural for sure. Like I went up there, I was like, wow, like, I'm just reading a prompter, I'm being myself, and, you know, they were teaching these certain things, they were like, oh, say it like this again, with, like, a little bit more intonation on this, and change up your tone here, and drop your voice here, and so I would get coached through it a little, but it felt really natural, but now, looking back at those old videos is, like, cringy (laughs) for me, because I was like, oh, my gosh, my voice was so, you know, high-pitched, and I was kind of, like, sing-songy, and, like, I can really, you know, hear certain things now that it, my voice just really developed, and my, my presence just developed as I continued to do it, um, so I, it felt natural, but, um, now it is natural. <laughs> now it's real, yeah, now it's not forced, now you just roll yeah. out of bed and do, so what, what exactly are you doing as an on-air person, what is, like, the daily or weekly life like for you? Yeah, so in office, um, so I work out of the Hollywood Life offices in New York, and, um, you know, I'll get here, and I always do it, always makes people laugh, because I, I do my own hair and makeup, but I do it out of my photo booth app on my computer, so, like, I don't use a mirror or anything, and I just use my, and it's, like, what I just did since I started working here, I was like, well, I don't have a mirror, so I'm just going to use my photo booth, um, wow. and it's pretty funny, so <laughs> I do my hair and makeup, and I have a team of producers um, that I have three producers that write scripts, um, and, some, and I'll read through them, edit them, and, like, add my voice and my own jokes into them, um, and then they, so it's usually, like, four to six scripts, depending on the news of the day and what's going on, but we'll always do a YouTube script, a pop script, a Kardashian script, sometimes, like, a Logan Paul script or a Jake Paul script, depending on what they're doing, um, sometimes two Kardashian scripts or we'll do like a Kylie script and Kim script things like that hey you know the Paul um, brothers are from around uh, yeah, I'm in Cleveland so they're, they're from around yeah, there originally yeah, yeah they're yeah. Ohio boys yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so it'll just be you know we'll, we'll bang them all out um, in the office it'll take about an hour 30, 40 minutes to an hour to film them all um, and I have my teleprompter and you know, just then they, they edit them and I'll go about my day um, typically doing exclusive interviews and photo shoots for the site. So I work directly with the celebrities that come into the office and um, we'll That's do incredible. interviews and yeah. shoots and stuff. Yeah. That's incredible. So how much time do you spend in preparation for your interviews? Like what goes into it? Before you actually, especially when you have somebody that's big or you're really excited about something, is there a lot of prep? Like, well, people don't probably appreciate the 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 beforehand, all the work that goes into it. Correct? 
Yeah, you know, I have to say, like, something that I love the most about my job is doing interviews and talking to people and getting to tell their stories and getting to know them. Um, And it's something that from the start I have just been, that is something that came naturally. Like, I can sit down and talk to anybody and connect with them and they will be like, this is an incredible interview. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about me, though, is that I don't really prep for interviews. (laughs) I'm kind of the worst because I... If I prep for them, I feel like if I if I really, you know, go do all this research and watch all these shows and stuff, I'll get more nervous for the interview and feel like I have things that I have to remember and I feel like I have things to that I have to, you know, be on alert for and stuff, which I don't really like to be. I just like to be myself when I I'm understand. talking to people. Yeah, yeah. And so I really just don't I, I'll like quick read 10 minutes beforehand or I'll listen to some of their mu- if it's a singer I'll listen to some of their music um, if it's an actor I'll watch some trailers or clips um, but for the most part I wouldn't really say yes to people either like for them to come in and talk to me if I didn't feel like I could connect with them or tell their story well so that's part of it um, but I did get into when I do big carpets red carpets with a lot of people a lot of celebrities coming through right. I will get some questions. That's got to be a whole different kind of skill set, right? Yeah. So like one-on-one sit-downs, I, you know, I really just like to feel them out and connect with them. And if they bring up something, I can ask, I always kind of like to connect and ask another follow-up. But for carpets, like last year, um, my producer Nick and I went to the National Board of Review carpet and there was, that's where I talked to Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, but, um, with Bradley, I didn't prepare a question for him because I just didn't think he was going to talk to me. And he came to talk to me, and I didn't know what to say. And I just <laughs> said, you have soft hands. Oh, there you go. Hey, listen. Because I didn't have anything. It's a good pickup line. <laughs> it's a good way to start, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know exactly what you're saying because the way I do the podcast, it's the same kind of thing. I don't really do research. I mean, I looked a little bit up on you just to see. I listened to some sound bites. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel the same way because then you start feeling like it is forced. So, <laughs> so when it comes to conversations and those kind of things where you can just relate to somebody, if you're a natural, hey, listen, you're obviously one of the best. You <laughs> said you you said you were going to take Ryan Seacrest's spot, so who knows, you know? Oh yeah, I know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> right, right. You never know in life. Um, yeah. So h- how is New York City? Do you love it there? Um, yes, I love New York City. I'm not sure if I'll ever leave. Um, wow. It's a good home base. Um, and, yeah, I really love it. I tried L.A. I tried L.A. for two summers in college. I interned out there. And it just wasn't for me. What's the What did you, what did you not like about L.A.? Well, I got in a four-car accident. <laughs> That's a good start, yeah. In one summer. Um, and... <laughs> So that was like a thing that I, the driving, um, and I just didn't like, I just like it to visit. Like I just, it just wasn't my, my people. Yeah. Dif- I, different kind of people? <laughs> Is it like a different kind of person? What's the difference? Like if yeah. you have to like put it into a, a cookie cutter kind of city, like what is a New York person versus an LA person? What's the difference? Well, you know, I'm not going to say, I, I'm not sure about the New York people because I feel like then I'll sound cocky, 
but <laughs> I can tell you about the LA people. Okay. Um, <laughs> so just what I found with the people from LA, it, not from LA. This is, that's I'm not going to say anyone anything about anyone from LA because actually what I found is the people who born and raised there were like pretty normal. Um, it was the transplants that that were. They just, like, I, it wasn't that anyone was fake. Like, I didn't find the fakeness or anything to be, uh, you know, how people are always like, oh, yeah, they'll, like, they're fake, and they'll, like, say anything to your face and talk about you behind your back. I didn't find that. I just didn't find that I could connect with anybody on, like, a deeper level other than, like, mm. what do you do, and what can you do for me? Ah, uh, yes. yes. Whereas in New York, I do feel like everyone is super individualized and very, like, to themselves, and so instead of conversations with New Yorkers being like what can you do for me they're like okay well this is what I do and like if you're willing to help me cool but if not I'm gonna do what I want anyway you know it's it's just it's just a different abruptness um not one is bad or is worse than the other I just prefer New York's way yeah I've heard that actually a lot about LA as well it's like everyone's just there to try to get to that next level and it's just yeah. you're kind of using people as stepping stones and exactly that's it yeah there's it's like tough. not social climb I, I don't like to call it social climbing because sometimes i do think people's intentions are really pure sure it's just a different way of going about things yeah yeah how's are you dating am i dating um no wow <laughs> well i'm 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 trying I'm on the app. <laughs> You're on the app. <laughs> which app? app which is a good? Which is a good app to use these days? Um, I am on. Well, I actually I haven't been really on them in like a month and a half. I have to admit, I've been kind of bad at it because it feels like a full time job trying to like find somebody. It's ridiculous. I'm sure. To you date know, yeah. in general, like yeah. online and then like going on dates and stuff. It's very. It feels like a full time job. That's so exhausting. when I'm out at events and yeah. things like that and. I um love I like love working out and like exploring the city and stuff that like I'm like oh I have to fit one more thing in. And then the thi- um, and then the thing is is like you, you start talking with multiple people. Yeah. And uh and then next thing you know it's like you're talking to five people you might as well be talking to nobody because you're not putting any real effort into anybody you know. Right, and then it's you forget weird. who each are. Like yeah. I was text I was texting with some guy like uh, two months ago or a month and a half ago and I think I asked him where he went to college like six times. I just kept forgetting, and he was like, "We talked about this." Yeah, I was like, like oh, oh, crap. shit, yeah, yeah." And no, it's so, tough. It's crazy out there. But what, what app? What's what's a, people that want to like? What's a good app? Bumble. T- yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. You know, I like Hinge because I feel like it it vets people very well, and it um you have like a lot of pictures, and you have a lot of different ways to get to know people, like these cute little sayings that they have in there, and um, there's some good options. Um, Bumble, I like, but don't like because I don't like the twenty-four hour rule. Because sometimes I don't check it until oh, like right. three days later. Right. You know, I don't know, and so then it goes away after twenty-four yeah. hours. I don't know if I like that. The other problem with Hinge, I will say though, the one problem with Hinge is that they don't. Um, if people aren't on the app, or like people find girlfriends and, and boyfriends, and they don't um, cancel, like just, like delete their profile it stays up there and so like you could be like waiting for someone to respond to you and they have a girlfriend because they like matched with you like six months ago and you oh, hadn't matched with them yet so gotcha. that kind of annoys me yeah see there's so <laughs> many you, you don't have time for all this do you i know i'm just right? like just send me it's too much. like the perfect 
specimen, and that's all I need. But hey, <laughs> and don't, I have you, them proposed. don't you think that Instagram is like the number one dating app in the world, though? Like when it's all said and done, don't you think? Well, yes, and what's kind of funny is that one of my like gay guy friends was talking to me about. He was like, you know what? Like in tw- in, in like five years everybody's going to be sliding into each other's DMs and it's going to be how that's how people are going to date. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. He was like, I mean, the gays had Grindr way before you guys had dating apps. And now what we do is slide into each other's DMs. He was like, so you guys are just, you're always right behind us. So you wow. just have to catch up. And I was like, okay. You, they, they see Wait the future. I guess they see the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a whole different beast out there. I mean, it's just I, I just started getting I just started getting out there. I just started checking it out, and because uh, I got I was divorced last year, got and it. Uh, yeah, it's like it's weird because when I was last single before that, there was none of this stuff. Right. It was like what, Facebook what are the, was. What are new. your options in Cleveland? Uh well, it's it's. It's uh, it's limited. I'm just, how do I say this politically correct? It's pretty limited here. But um, you know what, though, the difference here between between people here and people in New York or maybe I should L.A. Back to your L.A. point is like there's less here, but there's um, there's people. It's like it's, it's a more genuine connection. Totally. You know, you know what I mean? It's a Midwest feel. There's not like a. It's not that entertainment industry kind of climbing the, the it's just people are kind of happy with what they're doing mm-hmm. and um so it's a different That's feel good. so so you know so like there's less to choose from but but it's probably easier Better to people. yeah it's probably easier to make a connection my brother and sister lived in new york city for a couple of years yeah. and uh they said it was like there was they just said it was so, like it's shocking how hard it was to actually meet and connect with people you know what i mean yeah i'm yeah. like less options might be better Honestly, you'd rather have four quarters and a hundred pennies, you know? Yes, exactly. Absolutely. It's that quality over quantity uh, factor. Yes. So. And speaking of factor, what is F factor? F factor. Oh, so I'm an F factor ambassador. Um, so it is a high fiber, high protein body, body uh, high fiber, high protein meal plan uh, lifestyle that um, was founded by a woman named Tanya Zuckerbrot and I had actually interviewed her back in May and she asked me if I was interested in joining um, her as an ambassador and I was kind of like I don't know like my friends have done this before and like I don't know if I'd be like a good candidate for it it's about to be summer and I'm going to be out and drinking all summer with my family <laughs> and at the beach you're like, I'm the wrong, you're like I'm the wrong person to talk yeah. to right? yeah. and she was like no you're the perfect person she's like because you can drink and you can eat all this stuff and you can do this and I was like okay and one of my best friends Chelsea had just lost um, like 40 pounds doing it so I was like well I'll try uh, you know if, if I'm I, but I also was like, I can't be bad at it because I'm an ambassador, so I have to be a success story. Right. Um, but it actually wasn't even that hard to be a success story. Like, I've lost 12 pounds, and um, it's just been really great. It's it's something that um, I definitely recommend to everyone now. Majority of people in my office are doing it, and other um, you know brands of in Penske Media, and it's been really cool to see even just the effect that me posting about it has had on a lot of people and I've gotten a lot of people on board just wow. by showing off what I've done with it. Um, so and, the F, yeah. is F like stands for fiber? What is that? Yeah. It is, yeah. 
Yep. Um, and so it's yeah been really really beneficial. So what are eat. what are like the foods that you stay away from in this diet? Um, you know, it's not really that I, I don't feel like I like stay away from anything. I mean, I'm not eating like pasta every day and bagels and stuff except literally I had a bagel yesterday and I had pasta last week so um but it's one of those things that you can incorporate some of those things in you know if you have an off day or you're super hungover like I was yesterday and so you can add those things in but it's really you eat um the Gigi crackers that are like a Scandinavian bread um that are high fiber and essentially the fiber you can have fiber with carbs because the fiber you know it becomes a net and do you um yeah it kind of so like offsets the carbs in, exactly. in layman's terms so you know? yeah. it's not a no carb diet it's just like a low carb diet mm-hmm. um you have six servings of fats a day so that's um six teaspoons of olive oil essentially so you can have like a fourth of an avocado and some olive oil and things like that um but really just getting in that fiber that's been stripped from most of our diets Oh, is that what it is? We just don't have enough. Yeah. Of it? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, and I saw Tanya. She looks like uh, quite a quite a story too. Yeah, she is a great story, and she's she's an incredible um, person, and has really. I would say she's changed my life. Yeah, that's beautiful, and and you know what's really cool is again, I, I can't imagine how many connections and contacts and people that you've. That you've developed relationships all because of your job, all because of this career that you're in. Yeah, no, it's it's really it's really been um, such an incredible journey. It's wild that it's been like just three, three and a half years now, um, and just to build um, the the you know life and the job that I have, and it's it's wonderful that I started as an assistant, and they've Hollywood Life has given me the platform to kind of go in the direction uh that i wanted it to in in the beginning that's beautiful and and how many subscribers were on youtube when you first started how many did you have when we first started when i first started here we had 1.1 million and now we're at 2.9 that's that's amazing yeah somebody somebody should be getting a raise over there you need a uh, yes, you need an agent you need i am i am an attorney too so you know we could uh we could talk about this yeah Who uh, who are some of the favorite uh, interviews that you've actually done to date? Um, wow, some of my favorite inter- uh, uh, some of my favorite interviews. Sorry, today has been really hard to talk. I well, you were hungover yesterday. You know, it takes two I'm, days to recover from a hangover now. Yeah, so this is your I, second I had trouble on yeah. on camera today too. I had a pretty text. Some of my favorite interviews. Well, I guess first and foremost, I have to say my friend Sarah Rose uh, was my fa- one of my favorite interviews because. Through it, she became my best friend, and then I'm in her wedding this weekend. So wow, she would probably one. be mad if I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, but definitely top five. Um, I loved talking to Matthew McConaughey. I spoke to him on a red carpet um, for his movie Serendipity and or Serenity, not Serendipity, Serenity. And um, he and I shared a laugh, and it was funny because I was like, Matthew McConaughey made him laugh which is cool. Um, so that was great. Um, let me think, what else? What are some of my... I mean, obviously, just Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Having Lady Gaga answer one of my questions was just yeah. absolutely that movie incredible. Was, that movie was un- unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. So amazing. Glenn Close is just like an icon. I mean, I've gotten to talk to so many really incredible icons. Uh, Julie Andrews was in 
amazing and my mom was there to watch me do the interview um i had a really wonderful conversation with james bay over the summer uh just about the art of songwriting because i find it so intriguing and interesting that mm-hmm. these were beautiful words can describe like some haunting things and so just really like different moments of different interviews have really stood out to me and are you able to find that you're able to dig in and it, more than it's it's not always just that surfacey stuff like the the ones that are most meaningful i would imagine for you are the ones where you are able to get you know peel back a couple layers and really get to know somebody mm-hmm. yeah i really love being able to um kind of sit back and let them talk and sometimes they'll always be like sorry I went on for so long I'm like no you got you know I'm here to tell your story uh that's something that my dad always always would say to me that when I would do interviews that I was like I feel like some people have issues with the press these days and they don't really trust us and my dad was like tell them that you're here to tell their story you know and and say you're thank you for trusting me with your story but what do you want to say because I'll make sure it's set. That's great So advice. that's something that I kind of um, always try to stick to, and I'll always ask at the end of every interview what what they want to talk about and put into the world. Um, so that's always been great, and also just making them laugh. Like that's that's a way to just break down a barrier too, if sure. you can make them, sure. them laugh. Well, I have no doubt that you can, because just hearing your personality, just yeah, I mean, just hearing your personality too over the last half hour. I mean, you're obviously tremendous at what you do, and you're great at talking. You're great at making people feel comfortable. So, you know what? Maybe we should get you on the Bachelorette. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, I've I've been asked a few times by by some friends if they can apply me. That's for sure. Um, yeah, that makes so a lot we'll of see. sense. I don't know what they you think know? about having a reporter on there. Oh, come on, you'll be you'll be perfect. You'll be great. You'll be great. Um, couple more things. I, I know that there's that big going back to the Pauls uh, and impulsive. The, the big fight coming up. Give us your prediction on uh, Logan Paul versus KSI two. Um, yes. <laughs> so I have. I will be out there for the fight. First oh, good. and foremost, we just did an awesome interview with Eddie Hearn. Actually, um, so we'll be out there. I. I mean, I have to go with Logan, and everyone's going to just think I'm biased because I'm friends with him, but, like, I actually have seen him, what he's been doing training. I think that he has, I, I just think that he has the, the upper hand on this. Mm-hmm. Um, even though a lot of people are saying that, that KSI is, is actually going to win and that Logan's, like, an underdog, but... I don't know. I just I think that Logan's taking it really, really, really seriously, yeah, I, and I don't think be. that he's going to let KSI win. I cannot believe how f- famous and popular these YouTube people are. I mean, this is your world. <laughs> this is your world. But people over here, like in Ohio and just the rest of the country, between California and New York, the rest of the country just doesn't even realize. You know what I mean? They're yeah, huge. I think that the kids do. The kid, yeah, the younger kids do. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It's just crazy how big it's gotten. Mm-hmm. So I mean, well, KSI, it's so big in Europe. Yeah, that's that's wild. So you're going with Logan Paul. You guys heard it here first. Allie <laughs> is predicting Logan. You know, I agree with you, though. I think he will win this time. If they if they had a draw last time, he should win this time, right? I would hope so. Um, if he's yeah, really saying I mean, if, if, if what he's saying is true and he's taking it seriously and now he knows how to box and he's a be- better at the skill and all the mm-hmm. he should he should win he seems to be more dedicated than the other guy 
yeah, that's that's kind of how yeah. I feel about it. And he has Shannon Briggs, who I love. So I know. you know, he's getting trained <laughs> trained yeah. well. That's great. Uh, where can people link up with you on social? Yeah, um, everyone can follow me on social media on Instagram at Ali Stegnita. It's the same for Twitter. Um, and visit HollywoodLife.com and uh, Hollywood Life on YouTube. That is beautiful. Like I said, thank you so much for shedding some insight and light onto the into this whole industry and your story a little bit. Um, awesome. Thanks and, so much for uh, having me on. Yeah, this was great. This was great. Thank you so much. I'll be sure to link everything up in the notes, and uh, we'll continue to watch you do well and watch that YouTube channel continue to grow. Thank you so, so much. Have a good one. Thanks, Allie. Take care. Bye.